This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Return of the Motes. Well, well, well. Oh, and Euler. Well, hello there. It's the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. It's our final segment on this morning, Monday. All right, we're not seeking comfort. We are a little down bad, but we're going to lick our wounds today. We're going to get back at it tomorrow. Reminder, uh, no show tomorrow, as it will be Mike Tomlin Press Conference Tuesday. And got a feeling you're going to want to tune in to hear that. You'll get updates on everybody who's injured, obviously. We're all kind of waiting with bated breath. Hear about T.J. Watt. Hear about Deontay Johnson. Joe Hayden, Devin Bush. Unfortunately, we know uh, what the prognosis is for Tyson Alu-Alu already. Um, but no show tomorrow. It'll be Coach T's time here at noon. We'll be back and rock and rolling the rest of the week as we are always. Mozi, what do you say we get to some of these tweets? Let's do it. Now, this is a good one from R. Bracy. okay? He says, Cam Hayward has more pancakes than our entire offensive line combined. <laughs> wow. That. <laughs> wow, I wasn't ready. I ain't going to lie, I was not ready for that one. I wasn't ready. That was pretty daggone good, though, if I do say so myself. Wow. I wasn't ready. You know what? Did we go back to, like, high school days? Sheesh. Cam play both ways? It was, seriously, I mean, he has the size. I like his arms. He's built like a tackle. <laughs> he certainly is. Oh, man, that's a good one. That's that, a good one. I was not ready for that. That was, that was really good. That was solid. Uh, Jason tweets us asking kind of about the, the fourth and one conversation, which you and I talked about at length in the first segment of the show. If you guys missed it, you can catch that on the podcast. Of course, Steelers Blitz, wherever you get your podcast. Jason also adds, it was great seeing both of you at the tailgate yesterday. Yes, it uh, was, man. Jason, Steel City Reese, everybody else. I'm sure I'm forgetting some people, but, dude, it was awesome. Thanks for, thanks for having me out, Motes. It was a great time. I will definitely be back. I was you, I'm glad you put up. I'm glad that uh, Still City Reese, Jason, man, everybody that put up. Man, it was a ton, a ton of people, man. It was awesome. I it mean, was it, awesome. Dude, even like the whole, you know, cross cross station situation. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, was it was a vibe, bro. Like I, I met those, cool, I man. met the, I met all those guys from the fan for the first yeah, time. Yeah, I, I was over we here. Were doing, we were doing a little fretinizing behind enemy lines. I, don't tell don't I tell was my bosses laughing on to me. myself when I got in the car with the wife afterwards. I'm like, I literally had all three of my my different show crews yep. together Podcast i was like this is crew, weird <laughs> Steelers crew fan crew i was like we've never i've never done this before i don't that's think they ever met each other before that's the power of arthur <laughs> it was, Motes it was right cool, there, man. people that right there it was pretty cool. in a nutshell is the power of arthur Motes bringing all the people together it was a lot of fun uh thanks to john of steeler gang oh, for having us man. he held it down um, man and shout and, out to the homie kevin adams as well kevin man. yep yeah. the, the yins hers i finally i got to meet kevin as well too great beard on that guy oh I yeah, yeah absolutely. I he could give brett kiesel a run for his money hey, seriously man he's been he's been preparing for this He's been, prepared. <laughs> he's, been his, he's been prepared for this moment for a no long time. No days off. No days off. Mm. Um, the Yinsers were out there having a great time, Yo. doing great stuff. I got to get one of those bucket hats. They sold out Dude, those bucket hats I real know. quick. Oh, they were clean, though, but man. That's, hey, that's going to be a reason for me to come back to the tailgate. It's that simple, um, man. And everybody, we know a lot of you, obviously. We have a lot of listeners in the Pittsburgh area, um, but we also have a ton of listeners, Steeler Nation, from outside of Western Pennsylvania. Uh, if you're coming to games this year, you know, make sure you let us know. Make sure you come say hello. In the red lot, right across from home plate, at PNC Park because it was great seeing Jason and Reese and everybody else up in there. We had ourselves a grand old time. You know, Motsi, Steelers, they might lose games from time to time. Mm -hmm. This is one thing that Steelers fans and WVU fans have in common, all right? Their team might lose games from time to time, unfortunately. But they ain't never lost a tailgate, baby. Never. Morgantown and the North Shore, both undefeated. And that's why, if you notice, maybe my voice isn't quite as strong as it normally is today. You, you hear how low my tone is, don't you? All I right. had 
maybe a little bit more than the the daily recommended dose of fun for adults on Saturday and Sunday. I don't. I've never heard of such a thing. Do tell. <laughs> I, okay, fine. I had my daily recommended dose of fun there both days. Saturday go. down in Morgantown, Sunday with my partner on the North Shore. Facts. And, uh, and we're going to keep it rolling throughout the fall because there's no other way to do it. Thrash tweets us and says, I expected the Steelers to be 1-1 one and one after the first two games, and I expect them to be 2-2 two and two after the next two games. It doesn't matter how, it matters how many. On the surface, I agree with that, but I also kind of think, like, and you know Thrash, I love you, but that I think is seeking a little comfort. Because I was thinking about that, too, like driving home yesterday. Like, ah, you know, they got one and then they lost one. But I think that kind of stings a little bit more. Because now getting one up in Buffalo that you didn't expect to get, now that doesn't feel as big anymore. Correct. It becomes irrelevant because you watch now. The whole purpose of getting the one in Buffalo meant that we would start out potentially 2-0. and Because this was the game that everybody assumed we should be getting. Correct. This is the one you accounted for. Correct. You this thought, a- all right, we'll lose to Buffalo, we'll lose to the Packers, but we'll beat the Raiders and the Bengals. Correct. So – when you drop it like that, that is ultimately why it still doesn't feel as good. Even though you're still sitting at the same stance, it's no different than when we talk about last year's record. We ended what it was twelve and five, right? Or excuse me, twelve, 12 and four. four. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you count the wild card, but, but like yeah, that. so so twelve and four, right? But when we talk about how they got to twelve and four, it's different. When you start out eleven and zero and you lose that many down the stretch, it doesn't feel as good as if you would have lost the first four and then won twelve in a row. Correct. That's just how it goes. Correct. So even though we're still sitting at one and one, it doesn't feel good because we lost one to an opponent that we thought was inferior, and they should have been even with these injuries, should have been able to get the job done. I agree. It stings even more when you see the Browns take care of business. You see the Ravens take care of business. <sighs> Stinking Raiders. Which is not cool, man. Stinking Raiders. It's not cool. Me tweets us and said, <laughs> y'all going to make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. Steeler Nation, let's pump the brakes. Lots of football ahead. We got to worry about them groins, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, so, you know, they're, they're, right, they're right around the corner from us here in this oh, building. Mikey, Mikey and Big Bob, the Kiss, the Kiss Morning Freak yeah, Show. Yeah, I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Motes, I was listening to them this morning. Mm-hmm. Mikey said, dude, he had me dying. Mikey goes, we got, you know, we got this guy out with a groin. We got this guy out with a groin. We got this guy out with a groin. He like slams his hand down. He goes, who's the groin coach? You got to fire the groin coach. (laughs) You got a point though, man. Me's three questions. Number one, what's worse? (laughs) A dog's breath or a stinky men's locker room? (laughs) Oh, I'm going to go with dog's breath. That's a that's a tough nah, one. I smell some bad locker rooms. Before, uh, I, I played. I still play hockey, so I've smelled oh, hockey some. Oh, hockey was way worse. Never mind. Stinky, yeah. uh, stinky. Maybe I'm just immune to it after yeah, like. Yeah. What? I started playing hockey when I'm six. I got a game tonight. I'm thirty. That's what to say. Yeah. Twenty-four years I've been playing hockey. With, why y'all way? Why is that? Y'all like because y'all so superstitious, right? You don't want to wash your. Oh, like, I wash the crap out of my stuff. But like I hear, like that's the thing, though, right? They don't like they won't wash it. Moats ever. I hate to say it, but like, I played ever. with some dudes. <laughs> Ever, yeah, ever. What was the character in Peanuts who had the <laughs> was it Liza? What was his name? He had the blanket and like yeah. the bugs flying. But, but like, like ever, had, like, like I had a never. Homies. I had a couple homies ever. growing up. That, that, yeah, that was them. Like not once. I just that's yeah. Football. We got some. We got some bad guys in football. We I ain't. I ain't. We ain't got that. That's yeah. Uh, second question for me is: Suppose one of you. Or suppose you each win an Emmy. Who is the first person you are thanking during your speech? That's a good question. Mm. Now. My wife would be the answer. But let's go outside of family because I think that makes it more interesting. Okay. First person outside of family, who would I be thinking? How did I win this Emmy? TV TV show for being a really good actor in a TV show. Alrighty. 
You want me to give you a second to think? I got mine. No, I mean, I have one. I was just trying to think, like, what my award was. Because when I say that is, if we win it and it was for this show, well, I'm going to thank my dog, Wes. If I'm winning <laughs> it and it's for true. this show, then I'm going to thank that's, that guy. That's, that's what I was very, like, that's a very well, good point. what's the show? That's a very good point. Because yeah, <laughs> imagine, imagine me and you win a show. Oh, yeah. And you going to thank this person over here? No, I'm uh, thinking. I'm thinking I want to thank Missy I want to thank Missy Matthews. I want to thank Bob. I'm over here like, bro, are you for real right now? Pursuit. This is the SNR award and you thinking them? I host this show with you and you thinking those? Like, I would feel some type of way. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's a really good point. Uh, the first two that came to the two that came to mind to me were like my two, I guess, broadcasting teachers, like mentors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in I high school that. it was it was uh, Mr. Cooley, and he's tweeted the show a couple times. Yes, I remember as mm-hmm. well. Uh, Mr. Cooley was my high school broadcasting teacher, and he was really the one who kind of pushed me. That was like, you've got the personality for this. You can do sports broadcasting. He was the one that made me want to go to college for that. And then my college professor, Professor Dahlia, who was head of the broadcasting program at WVU, who was who was huge for my career as well, too. Those would be the two. I like it. I like it. Third one. Now, this is great. Me tweets, Carlton Banks versus Danny Tanner. Who wins in a cage match? Carlton Banks. Yeah, put some respect on Carlton, baby. Come on, man. You don't put Carlton in a box. Carlton ain't never in nobody's box. Urgh. All right, now we've gotten a couple tweets here, Motsi. We do have to discuss this. We've gotten oh, a couple no, tweets I'm here. Nervous. You're making me nervous when about you say the we Trey Turner situation. Oh yeah, let's talk about it. We've man. had some people that uh, you know burying the guy. We've had some people defending the guy, saying that that you got to be smarter. But I do love the fire, uh, Motes. You're the former athlete, so before I kind of, I can't believe we've gone so we've really buried the lead on this. Um, before I give my take, I want to hear from you on this because you are the former athlete. You are the one who's been in those. See red those those you know emotional moments where where you've got two very pro you've got sidelines full of very prideful athletes. Uh, what was just kind of your thoughts on everything that transpired um, with Trey Turner and his ejection? Oh well, I look at it as simple as this: spitting is absolutely disgusting, and that's one of the most disrespectful things you can do. I think do. it is the most, and I will never tell a person how they should react or should not react because I know for a fact I've been in situations. And yeah, you see black. And you that's forget seeing red. <laughs> you you see black for yeah. a fact. So if that was prompted by somebody spitting on him, well, that's a different story. But I haven't seen any video of anyone spitting you on can him. See it real clearly on his video. And that's the difference right now. So regardless of what happened before, unless I see something different, it's like Trey. Yo, first off, it's a pandemic. Keep your spit to yourself. Can we, can we talk about well. that first? Like, bro, I, I, like we get disrespect on it, but bro, it's a pandemic. Like, if you did that on the street to somebody, you might get charged. Bro, with like, a no, 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 you like, would get charged if you spit. That is a that's assault. You cannot spit at a person, man. Bodily fluids, bro. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Let that person have AIDS, and they spit on you. All right. Oh, now it's different. Okay. Yeah. That's why it's ruled like that. Okay. So now nah, that making it up. So that's my biggest thing with Trey, man. I just I understand you pissed off. Yeah, if the guy spit it. at you, cool. I understand that's why you might have raged out like that. But we don't see that right now. And you can't spit back. If you want to go back at him and choke him out, and this but and, you can't and that was my thing because if you looked at the guy that he spit on, he didn't try to spit back at him. He was trying to put his hands on him. Came right at him. He was gonna put them hands on and him. Got but he wasn't gonna spit on him. He was gonna yeah. put his hands on him. And that to me is the difference. So once again, Trey, it's a pandemic. 
and spitting is absolutely it's, it's like just one of the most just, trifling things I've ever like you yes. just can't do that bro especially in a situation like that where it's yeah. so, like he runs around the ref to right. launch it, the it was spit so at the egregious guy. so like I, I initially thought the penalty was because he was pulled away from the referee me too I thought like and, he and I was like, the referee yeah, I was the like ref, he kept pulling away the from the ref like alright it's ticky tack but they are gonna throw the flag for that then you see the, the spit I'm like bro what are you lost your mind like you just can't do that you can't man you can't you can't that, that's why I stand at it, man. I don't I'm, care what Timmy plays for. I don't care right, wrong. Like, I'm 100% with you. Even if you got spit on, beat the heck out of the guy. Hey, I'm all for you stumping Go him. Go him out. Stump yeah. him in the face with your cleats. I'm 100% will support it. But don't, don't spit, spit back on the guy. That's, that's, you can't do that, bro. Especially in that scenario where it's – I mean, the two refs are standing right there. Right. Like, you're you the only outcome that, in that situation is you're can't getting ejected it. from the game. Absolutely, 100%. That's the only outcome. Only thing. Yeah. I, I'm with you as well, too. Clint tweets us and says uh, – in regards to the offense, it doesn't look any different to me from the last few games of last year. They can't run the ball. They seemingly have no rhythm. And when you combine that with the defense having several starters down, that's what you get. That, that to me, is a big concern, that, that the offense, it, it, it looks a lot like what we saw down the stretch last year. Yeah, the difference is just more pre-snap shifts in motion. Well, not even shifts because we we're not even getting that anymore. You noticed? Preseason, you would get the shifts. You watch Canada where's in training Matt, camp practice. Offense? You watch Canada at LSU, Pitt. You see a ton more pre-snap shifts and motions. Right now, we're getting jet sweep or ghost reverse motion. That is it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you saw, you saw, I, think you saw, I think you saw like you saw one or two Matt Canada play like really Matt Canada play calls. But that's that's considered stagnant in the NFL. Yeah, and it absolutely I mean, is. Even if you were listening last night, they were talking about how the teams that are really good offensively in the league, they have a ton of pre-snap movement. Even if the plays themselves are simple, the pre-snap movement makes the defense have to communicate. Even though, Wes, me and you can talk every day, when we're forced to make decisions in about a five seconds, sometimes not even five not seconds, even no, 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 about a half a fraction, second. Like I've yeah. point five of a so second. So we, we, we talk all the time, but we're going to make a decision in a half a second, and it can be one of three things realistically. Just depending on how me and you see that thing, that's the purpose of it. Even if it's you're, like be, it's like being a batter against. Yes. Like you don't know if it's a fastball, a curveball, a changeup. Right. Like that's what you're trying to do to the defense. Exactly. But when you are stagnant offensively, and I'm able to know, okay, wait, this is right here. Something coming over this way, guys. Y'all ready? All right, let's go It'd for be it. Like if you're standing in the batter's yeah. box and you know, all right, they're not throwing a curveball and they're not throwing a changeup. Exactly. That makes it a lot easier. A whole heck of a lot easier, man. It's frustrating. Yes. It is Very. because that that was the one thing I was really hoping was going to change this year and 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 it's hey, it's two weeks in but so far um seems like a a, a continuation of and what I we understand saw last year. when people will say well it's only two weeks in but once again the same thing I said to you back in training camp when you said man we got 30 days no you told me that's plenty of time you told me Arthur Motes it is not a lot of time I'll wear the L on this one it's two games you know what happens in two more games that's a it's what, one-fourth of the season? Still think that's a long time? That's not a lot of time, baby. It's not a lot of time. So that's the why the schedule doesn't get any easier. Correct. I mean, I thought this was the easy portion of the schedule. It's supposed to be. <laughs> so I thought it was. <laughs> but ultimately, that is why we speak with a little bit more urgency. Yeah. Just because you can't have this be the situation going forward where you win one versus a team that you're not supposed to win, but then you're going to turn around the following week and lose one against a team that you shouldn't lose to. That's the recipe for not being successful, not having deep playoff Correct. runs. Correct. So not panicking, but just understand the system urgency that needs to take place going forward. I agree. And I will say this too. 
if because we've done a lot of I mean, real talk, but but kind of pessimistic. If you want some optimism, I think you touched on it a moment ago. Last year through the first 11 games, a lot of these same issues were there, but it was easier to gloss over when you were winning. Now it's kind of it's staring you right in the face. You mm-hmm. don't want to be playing your best football in October like the Steelers were last season. You want to be playing your best football after Thanksgiving. Yes. At least if you want some silver lining – they're, they're struggling early in the season. Okay, well, it's better than last year where they got found out late and they couldn't figure it out. At least now they do, they're only two games in. They do have, you know, opportunity to get it right, but you've got to start turning that thing in the right direction. Uh, certainly a lot sooner rather than later. Rod Dollar tweets us and says, Trey Norwood has to run through Carr's back shoulder, never hesitate there. Antoine Brooks Jr. would have made that play with the winky smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, CR tweets us. And says, what's up, my brothers? The 26-17 loss to the Raiders is what it is. The actual loss yesterday was Tyson Alualu out for the year. What say you? 100% agree with that, CR. I mean, I'd say the loss to the Raiders, I don't know if I'd say it is what it is. It was disappointing. But, yeah, Alu Alu is a huge loss, especially huge in the loss, scope man. of what's going on with Stephon Tuitt. Yes, absolutely, because we don't know when he's going to be back. That's the, the uncertainty with that, and we know how good of a player – Tyson was. I mean, even on the play where he gets hurt, he's making a really good play. <laughs> making a really good play. It was so just unfortunate, unfortunate too. man. He just has yeah. his teammate roll up on him. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's the craziest thing, but Tyson is a significant part of that defense. Tyson is a significant reason why we feel so confident when it was going to be out. They was like, yeah, we know Cam is Batman. He can do that. He will continue that as we've seen. Yes. But we said, man, at least Tyson gives you a very formidable running mate. Not to the same extent of to it, but Tyson is going to hold his own in his own right. And we have been seeing that as well. So, yeah, man, that definitely sucks right there. Steel City GF tweets us and says, I'm not as mad about the loss as I am concerned about the run game. It's been almost a year, a few weeks away from a year, since we rushed for 100 yards in a game. It feels like this offense is looking the same. When was the last time they looked good? When was the last time they moved the ball consistently, particularly in the first half? And Ben got hit 10 times with a bunch of exclamation points. I Listen, you know Moats and I. We are we are we are Captain Sunshine and Rainbows. We are that glass is it's not half full. That glass is more than half full. We've never had a bad day in our lives. But it is it gets it is hard right now to 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 be really overly optimistic about this offense. All that I've got for you is is what I just said. At least they're having these struggles now early in the season and they have to face it head on as opposed to last year where they were still winning games and able to sweep some of this stuff under the rug. But hey, we got skill position players. That's a positive. Deontay Johnson, nine catches, 105 yards. Oh, that was good, right? Chase well, Payful, three catches, not, 70 yards. That's, that's pretty good, you right? see what Moats is doing over here. Come on, he man. Trying to grind my gears Come on. Na- Najee Harris, five catches. You know, I Juju, would've... six catches for 41. Bro, Pat got four catches for 36. Oh, come on, baby. What we talking about, man? There's plenty of positives. Moats, I would bring the macho right? man in here. Uh-huh. But my, my voice is already on rocky ground, and I got like four more hours of radio to do today. <laughs> so you were feeling that? No. The, the, no. The, let's just say the cream needs to rise to the top sooner rather than later. <laughs> man, we'll just out-athlete them to death. That's all we need to do, man. Mr. Taylor tweets us and says, It's definitely not the end of the world, but I am nervous that the offense just can't sustain drives, and the offensive line is horrible. Yeah, and, like, part of me says, okay, Typically, when you have a bad O-line, the way you can get around it is by moving the pocket. And, and that's what the Chiefs do. But that's what Baltimore did last night. We don't have the quarterback that allows you to move the pocket. Correct. So you're forcing this team 
that knows what their weakness is, and you're forcing them to have to overcome said weakness by going about it yeah. in the way that they struggle with the most. Yeah, that's that's tough because that's definitely what Baltimore that's, did. You, it was distinct. You can see it. It was like, okay, we can't protect. We're going to move this pocket. I'll even look good. That's what Seattle does too, man. Absolutely. How many well, times you, you see Russ? Russ is always, hey, we're going to get you. We're going to move this pocket. Well, you got we're DK Metcalf. Move this pocket. You can get away we're with it. We're going to move this pocket. Ben can make the throws. He just ain't, ain't moving like that. Dude, I, and I like the concept too, um, and this was actually a uh, – it would have been a completion of Deontay on their side of the field. I think it was like a 12-yard catch. Ben gives you the fake. So instead of the they, – they did play action, but they did it in a sense where we're going to modify for Ben. So typically your play action passes, Ben has to run in and – Show the ball for the stretch handoff, right? That's a tough play to make if you're, you know, a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Not as nimble. Mm-hmm. So it's a harder thing to do. So for him, when he runs that play, he has to give it because he's given everything to get that ball over there. And you typically run it out of center. What we do, we might do the pistol or we'll run it out of gun. A lot of times we just run the play out of gun. It doesn't look the same, and that's why it's not as successful. But that's for another debate. But with that, though, I did like how Ben shows the ball with the fake, right? Almost like it was a fake pitch. And then reverses out for the boot to make the throw Need on the backside. My only thing is because of the style of fake, it's not going to be able to be as successful long term. Meaning this, right? When you're treating that and you're physically running and showing me the ball towards that running back, it looks a lot more real. And as a linebacker, you have to res- you have to respect it a lot longer. When you give me the fake pitch, I can see it clear. So I don't have to move to respect that. And because of how fast it happens, it's literally ball snap. He comes from the center, fakes the pitch. You can do those one-offs. You're not going to be able to do those consistently enough like you could do play action. Like there's no limit on how much play action you can do, but there's a limit on how much you can fake a pitch and I'd be fooled be by, by that. Right. That's it's like the fool me once. Right. Shame on you. Fool and that, me twice, and that's the only thing with that. I did, I did like that wrinkle, though, by Matt Canada. And it was too. good to see Ben utilize that. But – Ben isn't gonna be Ben can't move like that enough no. to do that to to make that a, a real weapon for them right now. Yeah, Mr. Taylor says it's not 13 years ago when Ben was John Wayne; those get, days are gone. He just can't escape like he used to. And like Moats and I have said, only two people are undefeated: Father Time and the chefs down at the Steelers facility on the South Side. That's it. Zach tweets us and wants to know: Can you explain the thought process? Third and fourth, late in the game, and we're taking a shot 30 yards down the field instead of a short yardage play. It's very frustrating. I, 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 that so one confused me as well. Part of the mindset is we don't live in our fears and we play beyond the sticks. But the other part for me that I don't like is with that mindset, you put yourselves or you set yourselves up for failure like that. You got to adjust like, to what the situation exactly. calls for. That can't be your rule. Like if we're playing blackjack and some people have that rule, hey, if this is 16, I always hit on 16. If it's 16, I always stay and that's how I do it. Well, in blackjack, you can get away with that because right. the situation never changes. You're playing the odds every time. You're playing the odds. Yes. In football, it can't be that concrete of hey, third and four. We don't play beyond. We we're, we play beyond the sticks. If we like it deep by the matchup, we'll take a shot. That can't be concrete like that because it's just the probability of it happening all the time is it's not realistic, man. It's too much that can go wrong right there. I would much rather at times they mix that in, but I do see them get a little bit enamored with that because. The way teams play the more possession downs is what? 
we're going to press up. We don't respect you guys. Your, your receivers don't get the separation that mm-hmm. we we thought they should be able to get, so we're not scared of them. Your quarterback, even though he can throw some of these balls deep, he's not going to have time, so we're not worried about that either. So you're getting a super aggressive style of coverage as well being played, man. Adam tweets us and says, and we got a couple tweets about this, so I figured it'd be good to just kind of blanket address this. Adam tweets us and says, any news on some of the injuries, some of the, the some of the groin injuries, who will be back and ready to go against the Bungles Is next your groin week? okay? My groin's good. You good? We actually, fire the groin no, no, coach? No, no. A- actually, though, I am a little sore. <laughs> but it's not my groin. It's my pec, bro. My pec, man. I was a little sore, man. I was double fisting too much yesterday, uh, man. Uh, I, too, I many, too many uh, keg stands out there. I might have pulled something, man. I'm a little nervous. Uh, Adam, tomorrow tomorrow at noon when Mike Tomlin speaks is we're not going to know much about the injury stuff until tomorrow at noon as it relates to TJ, Deontay Johnson, you know, the think, in-game injuries yeah, and everything else. The only person else. we know about right now is just Tyson. It's Tyson. And that's just because... That's a major the, injury. It, and I don't even know who posted. Because I, I remember seeing it from him, like Tyson himself posting that he was going to be going under the knife and stuff like that. But I didn't know where else it was coming from. But, yeah, that's the only one uh, I've seen. Oh, you know Adam Schefter had somebody. Okay. I was about to say, yeah, that definitely was out. I was like, geez. And then I see pitcher. And I'm like, oh, he's going to early tomorrow. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> all right. This is real. Yeah. Uh, Annie tweets us and says, progress is seldom linear, thus the saying two steps forward, one step back. I'm looking for progress over this long season, which will hopefully help in turn for next season. Also, hashtag no spitting. <laughs> I'm glad she said it. Yeah, I just – that's so disgusting to me, bro. That's so it is, like, and especially like you said, I hadn't even really thought about bro, that because pandemic, it's just so disgusting. Bro. But in the scope of a pandemic, hey, like Wes, come on, mate, Wes. People don't even want to sit next to somebody without a mask on, vaccinated or not. I've seen people like, yo, I don't want to sit there too close to me. And you're talking about spitting? Come on, bro. come on, man. What are we talking about here, man? Come on, man. Nah, you just can't do that, man. Joe wants to know if you think there's anything the Steelers could do formation-wise to have more success on first and second down uh, in, in, run, in run situations. Um, yes and no. I think that they could, if they would commit a little bit to being a little... So, right now, I feel like they try to trick people when they want to run the ball. Okay? They're going to give you a little jet sweep. They're going to give you some motion. But... They want to get cute with it, right? Not a ton of, yo, let's just go out here, put this fullback on the field, use this tight end, play big, and then let's just go at them. I personally am almost to the stage where I'm like, let's stop being cute and just, you know what? We have Derek Watt. We have Gentry. We got Fry Move. We want to run the ball. Go big personal and run the ball, okay? And what you can do is this. You'll have success the first couple of times because teams won't react to it and respect it. But when they do start to, Pat isn't a good enough athlete that you can you can burst that formation. You want me to tell you that, team? That's when you, you get are to you go ready? The other way. Are you ready for this? New England Patriots, bro. Obviously, when I played in Buffalo. We were in the division with them. Now this Gronk is back when they had Gronk, Aaron Hernandez. They had Ben. Uh, was it Ben uh, oh, Bubba yeah. Watson? Or no, no, uh, Ben Watson for a little ben while. Yep. Yeah. So what they would do? They would line up in thirteen personnel, one back, three tight ends, force us to play base. They're gonna run it the first couple of times, and we're all right, we man on man. Let's go. Let's get after it. And then you know what they did? They said, you know what, man? We can stretch the field we with could, these guys. We just gonna disperse this and line up in thirteen personnel and they go empty. Line up in thirteen. They would line up in they would get big personnel, but line up in small personnel style groupings, bunches, two by twos, and make those guys have to cover. You don't think we could do that with Pat Fry move? That's that's my only thing, right? Even in the sense of this, we know Najee Harris is a, is a he could receive, right? It could be as simple as this. We line up in 21 personnel or 22 personnel, mm-hmm. okay? Two backs, two tight ends, or t- uh, two backs, one tight end. Leave Derek Watt in the backfield as the 
person to block to protect for Ben, you could easily motion mm. out Najee into the slot, I or like you can uh, motion him all the way out to the number I one like receiver that. spot. And now you're going to force this defense to adjust. And if they adjust zone-wise the way you'll be able to tell the zone, that linebacker's not going to go out there with him. So now you know you got zone. Now you know, okay, Pat, you go sit up right here. Yep. Okay, you run this over here. Or we go four verse because they're not going to have enough to stop it. And then after that, okay, if that guy does go out there, that linebacker does run out there with Najee, well, now you know it's man-to-man. Now, and you got Najee Harris on, yep. a, on a linebacker. Yep. Or you got Pat on a linebacker. Game on. Either way, that's yeah. what you want. That's the match you're looking for. So for me, that's kind of what I'm thinking. That's my, my, my approach right now. That's well said by Professor Motes. Uh, David, the Photoshop extraordinaire, shares with us. Ian Rappaport just tweeted, TJ Watt has a chance to play this Sunday, I'm told. A good sign that regardless of his status for Sunday, it's not a major injury. And, hey, Rappaport's a connected guy. I, mm-hmm. I believe that he got that from a good source, but I also still want to hear what Mike Tomlin uh, has to say about oh, yeah. all of these things. I don't anticipate him, like, not being able to play, but it could very well happen just like how it was his past game. He's out there, but he's either going to be having to temper that thing down a little bit, that engine, or he could be going out again early. I mean, like, it's just one – it's a growing. Yeah. And it's a fresh run. Cuba Dan tweets us and says, I don't know how you guys put together a show after a game like that. I can barely tune in. I appreciate y'all keeping the ship steady. (laughs) Hey, that's why they pay us the big box, Dan. Or something like that. Uh, Let's see. The Lit One tweets us. It is Lit O'Clock, isn't it? Even though it was 100 degrees, I did get goosebumps when Renegade came on, but it was a short-lived moment. So bummed I didn't get to see you guys to say hello, but I got to the game late in the mid-first quarter. Hey, it's all right. Hey, that's right, because you was coming with with, you. Cause that's where you got the permission from from your uh, daughter, right? It was a daughter, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. it was an eleven year old daughter, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So that was dope, though, man. I, ho- I hope the daughter won, though. Hope the team did did well. Yeah, we got a, a couple people who said that they they missed us at the tailgate or uh, arrived late, things like that. Hey, good news is that that's not the only one. Yeah. All right, that's not the only. We only here to have fun, baby. That's what we do. Motsi. Oh. Uh, sne- last one here from Sneaker Goat. It's been a long time since our buddy Elijah got in. Uh, uh, the fans aren't expecting perfection, but we are expecting the team to get better, not take two steps back. We've seen this movie before. I, I, I get it from the end yeah. of the season last year. I get the frustration there. I, I agree with you. Um, let's see here. Aaron, just real quick. Aaron says, my biggest issue with Pittsburgh Sunday was we just gave up on the run. 40 passes to 14 runs uh, is unacceptable. And that last play, Deontay Johnson got hurt for what? Ugh. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, like, bro. Yeah. Why did why? we? Like, it's not. It's, it's a two possession game. Right. Yeah. That that didn't help us in any way, shape, or form, man. Jake says, "I know it was a tough L, especially baking in the sun for that game, but it was good to be back at Heinz Field, enjoying our Pittsburgh Steelers for the first time. Hope you enjoyed the fireball modes. I did. did. Nah, hey, major love, man. Major big, love. Big shout out. Uh, to to everybody who swung by the tailgate, we we got to get out of here. Um, but we got I, I couldn't get to all the tweets today. I I appreciate everybody. A lot of you kind of asked similar questions, so I just read one of them. Um, but thanks to everybody who who came by the tailgate on Sunday, who is part of the show every day here as we rock and roll. You guys sure know how to make us feel special, um, and we appreciate the absolute heck out of all of you. No show tomorrow. We'll hear from Mike Tomlin, um, and then we'll be back rock and rolling. The rest of the week. Motsi, great stuff today, partner. I Nobody I'd rather commiserate with on a Monday. You know how we do this thing, baby. Somebody got to do it. Why not us? This last one. Steeler Man's. Who has it better than us? Steeler Man's. Nobody! <laughs> Sunday was disappointing to watch. A lot of wash, rinse, and repeat from games in the past, but no 
panic button yet. And we not washed what? just yet. So we, that's a plus we, two. we are not. Although I tell you what, I had to take a shower after that game because Bro, it ain't that was sweaty. Yeah, I was not a fan of that. <laughs> That'll do it for us today. Thanks again to everybody who was involved. Shout out to my co-host, Arthur Motes. Yins, take care. All right. We'll see you later on in the week. You know where to find us as always. High noon. And it's on your 24-7. Home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.